I'm standing here in St. Augustine's Church Hall, which is the hall, the church that I went to church as a little girl. It's the hall that I went to brownies and Sunday school. I'm looking up at the stage, and it's the stage that my parents, along with so many other people, performed pantomimes at Christmas. Parties were held. It's even the hall where it was the vaccines were given out before the health centre was built. And it's a really different place today. To say it's faded grandeur is something of an understatement. Looking at the floor, we'll start there. I'm walking upon broken glass and crockery and what used to be badminton courts and a hall, it's now risen. It's like a, almost a solid wave where the water has got in and the floor has buckled and then sort of sweeped into bits where people are trying to look after it. There's sort of piles of tinsel, it looks like. There you can see where there's smoke, burnt black smoke, where fires have been lit and there's glass everywhere and strewn in the corner is a chair with three legs that I'm sure I must have sat on at some point at Sunday school. And to say that this church has been, it's not been forgotten, it's not been forgotten, but it's been not used in the way it was intended for some time is something of an understatement. But the congregation, the people of the church, the right people have continued to worship without a building. And that's the really important thing to remember, though it did take my breath away when I came back in. And now I'm walking in and I'm looking up across at the, at the organ and it's the part where, when there were really big services, we'd open up the congregated um, partition and then we'd lay out all the extra chairs. And, and of course, that's all gone now. And the font almost looks like it's sort of been taken apart. And I'm looking across the old tables upside down and walking into the church. And you can hear the traffic because, of course, as you may have noticed yourself, the glass is broken. So you can hear the traffic of the road and see the pipes from the organ all stacked up so very carefully. I mean, while this building is in disrepair, to say something of the least, people are still doing their best to, to look after what they can. And then laying in the middle of, of the church building is this statue of Christ, and it's quite peculiar, really, because he's been taken down now, and so he's laying on his belly with his arms outreached. And very dark. I don't remember it being quite such a dark statue, I have to say suddenly looks more 70s in its design, which of course it was a 70s in design, but it looks more of that decade. And I can see, of course, from, from this view, I'd never have seen the two um, brackets which attached him to the back. While it's not as I remember it, it's still absolutely fantastic. And you can see, somewhat ironically, just above the loincloth, you can see this little hole um, where, again, it would have been attached I say it's ironic because, of course, Christ would have had holes in his hands where the nails went through. So here he is waiting for his new home. And you can see, you can hear the voices in the background of the people who are going to be taking Christ off to his new home. So from all of this, Christ is rising and there are new beginnings and this must be remembered. And I will hopefully speak to Howard very soon and we'll hear about what it was that attracted him to the statue of Christ. So how was Jesus, the, the, the statue of Jesus, kept cleaner? Um, that, uh, Tony Smith, our local window cleaner, married to Val Smith, a member of our congregation, just used to come in regularly, a uh, year, 18 months or, I think occasionally it got to two years, and just dust him off. And that was a very important time for, for Tony. Um, he once said to me how he experienced quite sacred moments, you know, when he just cleaned him off and 
he felt that it was very, very precious. Yeah, so great. Jesus, Jesus had a feather dusting at once a year. Absolutely. Spring cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> so this sound in the background is the is the masking tape and the bubble wrap going around Christ's uh, legs as we speak, um, preparing him for his long journey before he goes into transit. I, I'm told he's got several duvets and a couple of pillows, so I think he's going to travel quite well. It's probably just as well he's going in a van, because you would have to pay for an extra seat if he was going on the train. But, um, so we've done the bottom half of his body. It's most peculiar view, I have to say. And there's an enormous roll of bubble wrap that's just coming out, preparing him for his very long journey. I'm the Reverend Howard Daubney of St Francis of Assisi in the, uh, di- the Deanery of Strood and the Diocese of Rochester in Kent. It's quite away from, you know, Whitchurch, South Bristol. How did you hear about our Statue of Christ or the Statue of Christ? Well, I like to think of it as one of these God incidences, uh, as I happened to be looking at the BBC News website two weeks ago, and lo and behold, there on the site was the article with a photograph of the statue, uh, with the message that uh, a church in Bristol was looking for a new Christian home as they couldn't accommodate the statue in their new church. And what in particular was it that connected you with this statue? I mean, you told a wonderful story earlier about it, it being a particular angel figure, is that right? Yes, uh, the, it reminded me straight away, looking at it, of the uh, statue of the archangel Michael triumphing, o- triumphing over the devil, which stands outside Coventry Cathedral, the new Coventry Cathedral. And uh, with the, obviously that statue has the wings upraised, in this case the statue of the risen Christ, with his arms reached out, uh, raised up. Uh, it was so striking. And ours is a modern church. Our church was is just celebrated its 50, 50 years since its consecration, and it's a very large church. And I immediately saw the statue and thought of our church, St Francis, and thought it would make a marvellous home for it. And now that we're standing here in front of the statue, and I know you can't see it quite in all its glory, he's laying on his tummy, does it disappoint? Of course not. No, you, I had seen a photograph after it had been taken down, and uh, but seeing it and the, the, the larger-than-life-size scale of it is tremendous. And uh, no, hopefully we can get it back uh, to, uh, to Strood in Kent in one piece. Uh, we bought lots of protective packaging to uh, wrap it in, and, uh, and then once we have the official permission to uh, erect it in the church, we shall look forward to um, having it there. And have you any plans for where in particular in the church it's going to go? Well, the, we, we have discussed this with the, the DAC, the people who actually uh, have the final say, and uh, there are three possible locations for it, but the one location which is my favourite will be in the south ex of the church, uh, opposite the main entrance, and the figure would be um, approximately 15 foot from the ground, and as you walked in through the main entrance, the first thing you would see would be the statue opposite you, arms out raised in welcome. And we think that would be a very good place for it to be where it will be seen by everybody as they come in. So He looks a little grubby. <laughs> Do we have any <laughs> plans about how we're going to let his glory shine? Well, we've got to be very careful because what we don't know, sadly, of course, the, uh, the sculptor uh, died in... Uh, 1999 I think um, we don't know if the bronze is is self-colour is part of the actual 
fabric of the construction of the fiberglass or is it um, a surface that's been applied to the on top of the fiberglass so we've got to be very careful we've got to try and clean it just on a small part that won't be seen perhaps near the brackets and just find out uh, what we can do very carefully to uh, restore it to its uh, full glory uh, it may be that uh, uh, just uh, fairy liquid and, and water will do much of it but uh, uh, whether we can buff it gently with uh, um, um, a metal polish we will have to find out. And finally will the people of St Augustine's be invited to come and see the, the figure? Of course we're hoping that uh, we will be able to have a service of dedication um, possibly to coincide with our paternal festival in October for paternal festival St Francis and uh, it would be marvellous if um, if some of the congregation or even all the congregation from uh, St Augustine's will be able to come up to uh, come up to Strood um, for the day and uh, and see the, the, the statue dedicated in St Francis so that would be lovely if that can happen. Howard thank you very much and good luck with your journey. Thank you. Mm-hmm.